Hey, welcome to this edition of the John Papaloni Show. Today we have Bernard Chong. Bernard, welcome to the show. You're welcome. Thank you. Why don't we start off the podcast with maybe a description of who you are, what you do, and how you got there? Well, I'm an angel investor. I I started from a family business of shoe manufacturing in Philippines, a brand named Royal Balance. So my family owns it. And I was raised by my father and mother to observe how business is being done. And then as a child, I was being trained to look at the stores, see how the sales are made and see how the manufacturing side and how, how business is being done. I studied a Bachelor of Science of Electronics Communication Engineering course in the La Salle University in Manila. Uh, and then I did sales after it on paper business and then I, and container business too. And then I started to invest some money in friends in their businesses, namely radio station, uh, small restaurant business, small platforms. And then gradually it became big through time. And I, I'm a gamer too. So I play games. I established brand esports in Philippines and we won a team uh, world champion in M2 Mobile Legends. And I'm here in Los Angeles, USA. I want to expand my business here further. Right. So now are you expanding the uh, angel investor part? Uh, yes. Or yes. I, I, I angel invest in a coffee business here, in, in a production company, media, and in healthcare app also. But it's, it's just a start, you know. Yeah, absolutely. And I think healthcare is going to be our future. That's going to be what we have in question out there right now, which people are not sure about and sort of like where there's a weakness. So I think that's going to be a, a good avenue to be in. Um, now, when you choose investments, what, what do you look for in terms of the uh, business or the person? Okay. I like to add that I started also a education foundation, Brand Seed Foundation. That's more like my main point here in USA. Anyway, when I'm looking for investment, I'm looking for people I can grow old with. So people who's in line with, with I see that I could grow old, old with, with their business and uh, with friends also that I could be friends with. They, they have to be good in communication. They have to be open and they have to be, you know, good with people's skills. Yeah, that's true. Now, now in terms of, uh, so you're not looking for something to build up. Like sometimes people, you know, get into businesses, they build up a foundation, they build up the business and they sell it uh, to somebody else and cash out that way. And they usually have a five to 10 year window to try to do that. You're looking more of something to buy and hold. Yes. I'm not, I'm not doing pancakes. I'm not buying and flipping. So I'm doing, I'm buying and hold and just see what I can learn from the business, teach what I can teach. And, and there, I just, I just let them grow. I, I, I never sell, sold the company. I always hold them and I, I, I invest, I keep them. Yeah, that's good. That's almost like uh, real estate, right? It's the uh, same thing I believe in is uh, the money to be made isn't by flipping. I mean, too many, you know, flipping is a risky business. When you buy and hold, you never really lose because you don't sell. And as long as you don't sell, you're always ahead. That's the way I look at it. Yes. Like that. Now, what 
you know, what are the characteristics that you come across? Like, how do you decide not to invest in a business? Because I'm sure there's people that approach you and, you know, present their ideas and there's going to be certain things you're looking for, but there's going to be certain things that you're, that are going to like make you not want to invest. So that's, what would, that's a good question. And actually that's an easier way to know how not to invest or not to get surf burned. It's called inverted thinking, you know, because no, no, normally we know, we don't know what, what to do, but we know what not to do. Right. That's true. So of course you don't invest on people who doesn't want to listen people who they think they know it all. And again, close-minded and people who, who are, who don't communicate well. So I don't invest in those. Also incomplete projects, incomplete roadmaps. So you can, I don't invest in them too, because it's incomplete. So once I see that it's incomplete, I would ask for more to complete it. It's not that I don't say, it's not that I say no. I ask questions and I ask them to complete the data first, then I would know. So it's more like, is their attitude is they're not good in communication. They're not open. They're not, uh, trustworthy, or I feel like they're keeping something. Yeah. I don't think them. Absolutely. Like attitude is a big thing, like how to do something anybody can learn. Even if you don't know everything right away, you can learn that. You can grow with that. You can build with that. But if you have a crappy attitude, that just doesn't go away. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you on that. I, I like that point. And, and again, that's how you build trust. When you have a proper attitude, a positive attitude, and you're looking to build, you end up, nobody, like, nobody builds by themselves. I believe that every business grows with collaboration. I don't believe in competition. I mean, I'm not saying that Nike should go to Reebok and say, hey, we're not competing. I don't mean that. I mean, like when I say I don't see competition, I believe that there's enough business out there for everyone to have a slice of the pie. So I don't have to see everybody as something that's like the enemy. I look at people's way that you can maybe work together and grow together and you kind of need each other to grow. Like when you see... that can be a healthy competition. Yes. We're come to a point in time where the population is big, the technology is there. We could co-survive by having niches and, 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 and our own segments and everything. So, yeah. So it's not like it's a, a healthy competition. Absolutely. Now, what, well, why did you find this space interesting? Like why, invest in other businesses versus focusing only on your own. I mean, like you have many streams here. So what's the inspiration to have the many streams versus just narrowing down on one thing? Oh, I just thought of, you know, everybody has the same time in a year, 365 days in a year. And if you invest on one in one day, you just do one day work for your business or company. If I invested in, for example, 10 companies, 20 companies, if they all work together, if they do their job in, in one day, I'll do a 20 days, 20 company work day for one day. So I would learn more and I could synergize them. I could collaborate with them and I could talk to them and learn them. I could share more. So I feel like me planting to many companies, many people in a day, as long as I communicate with them, I talk to them, everybody benefits. And it's not like I'm telling company secrets or what, but some there, there would be some knowledge and wisdom still that you can share and, and it helps the society too. It's help, it helps the community. 
So I just thought of that's a good way, you know, to, to leverage time, to leverage wisdom, and to leverage uh, how my partner grow by sharing notes. Right, right. That makes sense. Now, when you invest in these companies and you invest in, yeah, I, I get this. So obviously you have a structure where you're the investor, you have someone else as the operator. Yes. Right. So then I get that part. Now that makes total sense. Now, what would you say, like when getting into these things, like what do you find is your biggest challenge? Like what, where do you find the biggest learning curve came from? Well, the biggest challenge is always the patience because the person who's handling the business had their own journey and at times they won't get it because they have to go through trials. I mean, there's no perfect plan and you execute it perfectly, right? There's always be something that you have to adjust, something that you have to solve, something that come up that blindsided that you didn't thought of. And you have to make sure that the individual head people, they know how to go through it or they seek your help and ask for advice so you could you know, think about it more carefully and properly. So these are your things. But again, the answer to it is patient because it really takes time to establish yourself or to establish a company that it's solid or it's what do you say, what do you call it, that you can count on it because it stand it stand the test of time. If we build a company, first month it earns money, second month it earns money, it's still nothing. Like yeah, it earns money, but will it last for six months? Will it last for three years? So. I look at things or businesses that I plant, if they lasted two, three, four, five years, then that's, then I can say that that's solid. Then I could go to another, you know, another project. I could concentrate more on another project. Got it. Now, not every business is a hundred percent, right? Let's be honest. Part of investing means you're going to have some misses in there and some success. Now, yeah. the idea is you hope you have more successes than misses because that's really the nature of the game. Mm -hmm. What point in time do you decide, like when you have some, when you're invested into something and you decide that, okay, it's not really working. What point in time do you decide to just cut your losses and move on? Or uh, is there another strategy when things are looking sour? Okay. Now with me, it's, I don't look at the business business per se, because I told you I plant with people. So I plant with the business head. So I grow with the business head. It's up to them now to say, we have to shift. We have to close it down. We have to pivot. It's up to them. And I don't judge them because you can say that having a backup plan is, you know, it's a bad thing too, because you, you can, you can not pursue your main objective and you have a backup plan. But me, I grow with a person. I grow with personnel and people. So if they think it's that it's time to pivot or to time to, to change a business perspective. And I think they should know better because they see they have more picture on what's happening. I just talk to them, ask why and everything. But at the end of the day, I support them. So I support my business heads. I, I don't decide for them. Right. I, 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 I ask them, I say my opinion, but at the end of the day, that's their journey. I'm just doing their journey. I'm just experiencing and accompanying them in their journey. So that's my role. And I, I never cross role. So if they're the head, I make sure that they know that they're the head. And I I just lead them. I mean, support them and kind of tell them that I'm here if you need anything. But that's your journey. So 
it it wasn't me who was deciding to shut it down or not. It's 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 them. Right, right, right. So you're basically in the background and you let the lead person decide what the next route is. Yes. Yeah, makes sense. That I love that. Now, not every business works for everybody. Like prime example, like for my for myself, my forte is the media business as well as real estate and you know, stuff like that. That's kind of where my strengths are. Um, so when I invest, it's usually in that area. Now, how do you decide, like, like, is there any industry that's off limit to you or do you just invest in anything and everything that interests you? I invest in anything that interests me as long as the person I could see myself with the person that I could grow old, uh, having a relationship, a business relationship or a friendly relationship or a mentor relationship. As long as I could see that I could grow that relationship with a business partner, I'll invest on the person. Okay. So, yeah, so you're very uh, open and diverse. Yes. Fantastic. You said you're into gaming and stuff. How did that fit in? Was that a passion or is it something that you saw opportunity in? Well, all kids are gamers, right? You play game one way or another. And there come a time where there's a competitive competition like Street Fighter and and two of them fight. One player wins, the other player loses. And then it becomes like a competition. And I feel like there's a niche, there's a community there that's big enough that it becomes an esports, but they need backing of a team, a coach, you know, a manager, and an event to be held because there's a community that that becomes that's back back the the title or the game. So that's how I started my esports team. So when I see that there's a community and there's a following and there's a, a matches that can be made and there's audience that can be seen, then I decided to start an esports team, which was brand esports. Then from there, yeah, we, we, I, I don't expect to be world champ, but we do what we need to do. We give coach, we enter competition. At times you win, at times you lose. But I was blessed. Our team was blessed. We became world champion for, for Philippines in the M2 Mobile Legend. And then it's a good thing. I feel like very blessed we got that. And after that, we lost. And then we lost the following year again. But like I said, it's the journey still. I mean, it's not like the good athlete says, if you win, you still got to do your homework. If you lose, you got to do your homework. You still got to train. You still got to study. You still got to perform. You know, so it's a never-ending learning and 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 practice and executing. Yeah, absolutely. So love that, love that. So you're very competitive by nature, I can, which I can see that, and, and and you enjoy it, right? It's not uh, a burden. It's something that's uh, you know fuels your fire. Yeah, you have right now. If you're surrounded with good people, good community, you want to be good yourself too. You want to be better. You want to be knowledgeable. When people ask for your help, and you'd be able to help them with your experience or with some insights, it feels good that you're able to help them. Uh, take or solve some problems. So you want to be good yourself also. So you want to study too, you know. So it's, I think, by it's just natural that everybody wants to make themselves better. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Now, you started off, like you said, in your uh, parents' uh, business, correct? Yes. Right. And um, now, obviously, you started. Like they didn't just put you at the top, you worked your way in, I'm assuming. Then they taught you the groundwork and yes. and how the business works and all that. Yeah. What was the what was the biggest lesson you got with working with family? Well, there's so many lessons when when 
when you know nothing and they taught you everything. So there's so many lessons. But the biggest lesson there is you have to be really patient with business because, and you have to able to solve problems fast because running a business every day, there's new problem. Every, every day there's someone out to, you know, take advantage of you, whether it's a stock that you didn't look to that they're gonna, you know, steal or anything, anything that that's in a business, anything can go wrong. So you have to solve it because if something goes wrong, you don't solve it, it will be there. It will not be solved. And you have to solve it later. And, and there's new problem coming up. So what I learned during with my father and, and, and family experience with businesses is like solve all problems you can solve as fast as you can because they will pile up. And that one in life also, when you have problems, just, just solve it and, and go, go on with your life, live your life. But if there's problem, solve it at once. So that's one thing. And then solving problems takes different things too, because there are some problems that you can solve at once. And then there are some problems like it takes system. You have to upgrade the system to solve it. And there's some problems that you don't know how to solve. You have to know who the person can solve the problem. So, but it's a nice thing you, you learn too, but we, everybody should solve most problems. They can, what they can solve at once. So not to waste time. Yeah, absolutely. I think that action is better than anything out there, right? Like it's what I said in the beginning, you can always learn new things, but uh, I don't think you get ahead by, by not taking action. I mean, and there's only so much learning you can do without the action. It's just a wasted time. Yeah. So I believe that's, that's critical too. Now, I, like you said, you're, everything's about growth and development. So what are some of the things you do, you know, to help your own self, personal growth and development? Well, I, I check myself also if I'm lacking, uh, for example, I lack systems because there are systems that are upgraded. So I would study systems if there's a new management technique. So I would study them like before, it's like just an example. They say KPIs like key performance indicator. So you say like, oh, everybody, you have to perform this the indicator. This is the checklist. And then later you, you'll read kind of book of OKR. Uh, objective key result. I, I'm, I'm not sure if, if that's a term, but it means what the result is, make sure that it's being done, no matter how they do it. And then you learn that. And then suddenly you see that, oh, it's different. KPI, OKR, just the two different things. There are people that's good in, in KPI. There are people that's good in OKR. So that's like management stuff. So then I learned and I apply it. And then with finances also. So you have to be sophisticated in finance too. At first you have your own funding, your own income stream, and then there's like financing and then private equity financing, you know, VC financing. So if you don't know those, you don't know how to access them. You don't know people working them, so you can't talk to them. But if you encounter them, then you know, right, all right, so this is private equity finance, this is VC financing, and you got to talk to them. Then you have this skill now, or the doors will be open if you need something. So there's, there's a lot to learn, you know. Our, our civilization or the business, it's like, I mean, it's like 2023 now, and there's a lot of, a lot of things happen that we don't know in insurance, in, in everything 
So you just have to make sure that you study them, study how they come to be, study how they start, study how they grow, who partnered with them. And from there you will learn too. And then you do your journey too, because that's just in theory. Theory is different and you will forget it. So that's why you have to practice it in actual. So if they started the business with seed capital, with angel investing, then with VC, then they go public. It's like, hey, I want to do that too. So let's talk to the companies. Who, who, who companies that is in line to do public company? So you do the journey. Then when I do the journey, then you learn more. So what I'm saying is I have a lot of theoretical knowledge, some actual knowledge, but I'm still doing my journey to, to learn all this stuff, especially in making a, a company public. Yeah. A lot of people make company public already. So they have that experience. Me, I have don't I don't have that experience. My experience is private companies and and pri- private funding. But I'm experiencing, I'm trying to do the journey of making a company public and how is that how that is done. So that's my journey now. Nice. Now, now a lot of times, right, there's different things ways like i'm gonna get into financing now because there's different ways to do different things now some people like to build things slowly and gradually some people like to uh, try to fire and and make things you know grow quickly now there's different financial requirements in there and where i'm going with this is my question is your thoughts on uh, using debt to build a business well as much as if you can if you can use finance without debt that's better of course but other than that that is always an, uh, a good way to, you know, to get resource. And it's not just the resource. I mean, you could have your own money or you could use that. But more important, the question is, is your plan complete? Is the MVP complete? Is your asking for funding is complete? Because the way, the way I see it, it's not just like the MVP. You have to have at least a funding for MVP one year, one year of whatever you need, and then at least 20 to 30% more because things go wrong and you have to account to it. Then you will say that they have a chance to be successful. It's not a guaranteed event. No, that's true. Now, some people don't have that complete plan. They become successful, but it was a hard journey. It's like a gritty, and sometimes they can't think of the product. They think of the funds finances and then when they get the finances they go back to the product and then later they go back to the finances again so they're not they're not focused they're solving it it's a good you know grit also but i'm saying that you can do smoother things with proper planning rather than the fun, the funding whether it's debt whether it's come from your own money as long as you have a good plan and there's high chance of success it doesn't matter if it's debt or not debt that's why to me, making the plan and knowing the plan and executing the plan is more important than if you use debt or not or, or your own money. Right, right, right. Now, which brings up the other point here, right? Like, because you're a venture capitalist, which basically means like sometimes you get people to invest and now you have shareholders. Now, you think a person's better off with uh, with a uh, using someone uh, like getting partners into the business and having shareholders and having uh, you know investments, or do you think they're better off to use debt and keep uh, all equity to themselves? Like, is there a, or does it really depend on the business? I think the answer to that is really depends on the person because there's a, there's a contentment for each one. I mean, some person may be content 
handling small business, but he owns solely because once you have partners, you're bound to ask them, report to them, give boards. But all I know is most successful companies are with partners. And nowadays, you make money, you make sale doing partners. You sell to people who loves you, who loves your product, and you pitch to people whom you love to be partnered to. So that's relationship skills. And that's, in a way, doing partner too. And now nowadays, it's like we, we fish together, but we eat together. So if I have a good good you know good account or something you benefit but if you have good account something we benefit together very seldom i think that a person wants to be alone and will do big it's it it's like counterintuitive to to what what big is big is because there's a lot of you big is like because there's a lot of you and you're all good or you can output a lot of stuff you can be really good but you're not that good to be alone you know, so to me, everybody should have a people skill, uh, growing with other organization, partnering with other organization, and you learn more because there's a lot of in and out. When you talk to a lot of people, a lot of organization, you learn more. So I think that's the way rather than being alone. Now, with the, your question again is being having bored or not bored, that depends. But I feel like in learning bigger and more more bored is better than just being alone but that's my take yeah absolutely i think like prime example when i started in the world of business i started off with a small business and it and it became an okay business i i got to the eight figures a year i was pretty proud before i sold it and where i'm going with this is that that one i did by myself and i'm learning today that even trying to do the same thing isn't going to work um, like to build up to where I was before, let alone the fact that I want to go bigger than where I was. I can't even get to where I was by myself. Yes, <laughs> so that's, that, that's what I mean. There's a journey. If you want everything you, you, you can try doing alone, but big companies, they're like with partners. Yeah, I agree with that. And I also think that um, as much as a small business has been the fundamental key in North America, I think think the future is gearing up to more uh, medium to large size business. And I think the small businesses are the ones that are going to be, uh, you know, squeezing through in the next little while. So I think it's best for someone to try to, you know, I have a saying instead of go, you know, a lot of people say go big or go home. I believe in go big or go bigger. So. (laughs) Yeah, but properly or in proper time, you, you, you can't, you can't be so fast. Yeah. I mean, everybody has their own time. So there are, there, it's good, but it's not the only thing that you have to consider. Go big or go bigger, but you have to be patient too and do it the right way. The thing is, everything you do slowly is the fastest way. Yeah, well, consistency, right? Yeah, yes. Slow and steady. Yes, yes. I think there's a saying that the, the, the fastest way to get there is do it slowly right Makes sense, makes sense. I also think there's a balance between, um, because there's a such thing as doing too, going too slow, right? Yes. I mean, going too slow is probably you're not growing. No. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. 
So awesome. Now, what would you say to someone who's just say an employee, but they don't want to be the employee. They want to go and start something. Maybe they have a dream, they have a thought, they have an idea, and they want to uh, experiment and, and not experiment. Sorry, let me rephrase that. What they want to do is build something for themselves and grow their own organization. Now, what would your advice be to them? Would like in, in reference to like how would they get started? And would you recommend that they keep their job until they get started? Or do you recommend that, you know, cold turkey, you give your two weeks notice, you leave and you go start and be full time? Well, growing your own business is full time. That's one. Second, you can't be being afraid of doing what you want. I believe that our life, we're, we're blessed to be free to do what we want. And all you have to do is when you're scared, it's because you don't know. So it's solvable. You have to know how to do it. And there are people who have done it. Make sure that you have a teammate. That's like you're climbing a mountain and you need mountain climbers also to accompany you. Who knows who have climbed the mountain. So if you're doing it alone, then definitely you better wait up, hold up, wait for the team because it's dangerous to do it alone. But I think each and every one of us, because of limited time, we should try to do what it calls upon our inner self to do. You know, those those inner voices that we say that we must we must do it. Somehow we gotta try it. That's my take on it. Makes sense. Now I noticed that you have a business called Synergy eighty eight studios. Yeah. What is that and what's that about? That's an animation company that uh in in Manila, Philippines where we make animation 3D for, for Microsoft. Uh, we, we make animation also for, for ourselves, for other clients. And we produce an animation film called Barangay 143, but it was like uh, uh, being launched in Philippines. Right, right. It's in, in, it's in Philippine uh, dialect, Tagalog. And it, it's, it's okay. So it's an animation company. Interesting, interesting. Going forward, where do you see yourself taking your journey over the next few years? Well, I wish to establish myself here in USA and eventually uh, grow to other countries too, probably Europe and Southeast Asia. But I have to get established my base here in USA first. And, and the main goal of my life is to be globally known as a as a angel investor and have a company worldwide. So right now I have some companies in Indonesia, in, in Malta, in Finland, in, sorry, in Switzerland, in, in Philippines, in Malaysia, but in Taiwan, but I, I want to have an office in all countries is if possible all major countries in panama too i have i have a company there fantastic now how come that's important to you well i see like that's our geography map right and it's like if you're in a place and you can go anywhere you can go and you have a business there i feel like for me it's more like more culture more experience and i can help more people i can reach to a lot of people so i think that became my goal like even now so but that's me i mean everybody has different goals my goal is if 
this is our map. This is the place we could go. Might as well have a company in all places if possible or a partner in all places if possible. But that's that's my take. Absolutely love that. All right. So, and I'm going to get to the last couple of questions and then go to what I call a lightning round. Okay. Okay. My uh, second last question is going to be, how do you know you've had a successful day? Hmm. Every day when you learn something or when you help someone, I think it's a successful day. I don't measure success like it's a success and then it's not a success because I measure it like, what did I do today? That What did I do that that's worth the time today? Did I talk to partner? Did I talk to my family? Did I learn something? Did I teach something? So did I take care of my body? And every day I do one of those things. So to me, that's okay. It's not really a success or not success. It's like I'm being blessed with time. I'm going to do what I can with the time given to me because I know someday it will expire. And that's just how life is. So there. Success is like when I've done something that I learned something that I didn't waste time. Amazing. All right. So the last question before I go to the lightning round is going to be, if anyone sees this interview and is interested in reaching out to you and contacting you or finding you online, where would they go? Uh, Crystal has my, uh, my contact details. Make sure that uh, you reach out to Crystal and we will make sure that we reach back to you. Uh, Brandseedfoundation.org. Perfect. Also, uh, they can reach out to that too. Fantastic. Awesome. All right. Now I'm going to go into the lightning round, which is just some fun questions that are about you personally. Okay. But the first one's going to be, what is your favorite food and why? My favorite food now is vegetable. But before it was meat and seafood. But now that I'm older, I like vegetable because I feel like it has a conversion rate, higher conversion rate of for, for me now. And it's cleaner to my to my body. So my favorite veg are my favorite food now are leafy vegetable. Nice, nice. And if you had one place to travel, what would you say is your favorite destination? I like United States of America because I'm a sports guy and 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 entertainment here is also okay, but entertainment's movies, movies and and theater plays in New York and sports like of course basketball. So I like I like United States. Nice, nice. So you're, um, yeah, so you're big into sports. I mean, and obviously I heard you say basketball. Yes. Would you say basketball is your favorite? Yes, basketball is my favorite. And upon following basketball too, like the NBA, they did a good job also in teaching business side, the business side of a big organization too. Just by following them, you learn a lot too. Very true. What would you say is your favorite team on the NBA? My favorite team in the NBA was the San Antonio Spurs during uh, Tim Duncan and Manu and, and Tony Parker. Of course, I loved Chicago Bulls. MJ's my goat. Nice. And I like Los Angeles with, with Kareem and Magic those times. But I like the successful teams and, and, and who, who, who played great and who played as a winner, you know, who were champions. So I like I like them. Awesome. Favorite travel, oh, sorry, favorite podcast and or book? Uh, I like listening to Spotify Business Wars. So there's a lot of things I learned there, 
how 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 the business came up to be and books there's a lot of books but the richest man in babylon for financial book and the some 48 laws of power for some personal you know development book for how to deal with people how to win friends and influence uh, influence people is also a good oh that's a good one yeah and there's many books actually history books also i like so there's not really a favorite favorite book because with book there's a niche where this is about this one and this is about that one yeah awesome now if you were given any talent in the world like like something that you can whether you're good at it now or not you're just giving any talent and somebody says you know maybe i don't know like some higher being comes down and says i'm going to give you the talent to do whatever you want you know for the next week like uh, what would you do with yourself like no limitations no restrictions okay i would i would like to able to solve most problems and and because probably the talent is to understand energy, physics, and to help the humankind. That's for solving people. But deep inside me, I like also to have a talent where if I shoot a three-point basket, you know, wherever outside the three-point line, it will go in, you know, just for the sake of being able to shoot trees, you know. That's also, I mean, you can't blame me. You probably want that too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and yeah, probably exactly. Be a famous sportsman there. And <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. All right. I want to say thank you so very much for being on the show. All right. Thank you. Absolute pleasure. All right. Thank you, John. If you like what you saw and you want to see some more, subscribe to the link below. Thanks for tuning in to the John Papaloni Show.